0: Welcome to Double Booked, we've got you covered. I'm Charlotte Wood, the Assistant Library Director at the Wilmington Memorial Library. And with me today is Erin Driscoll, our Adult Services Librarian. I'm going to be honest with you and let you know that this is our very first podcast so that we hope you'll bear with us as we navigate our way through podcast land. <laughs> um, but before we begin, I do want to acknowledge that this podcast was produced at WCTV. It's Wilmington's community television station. So a big thank you to WCTV for allowing us to use their studios. And on that note, I'm going to turn it over to Aaron. Yes. Hello.
1: Um, So what we are hoping for this podcast to be is a place where we can recommend different books every month. Um, Usually we'll have a theme and also a place where we can share uh, library events and news that we are excited to uh, share with you. Um, So for this one, we thought we would uh, give you a sense of what our own kind of personal reading styles are. So You'll have an idea if you should trust our book recommendations or not. Um, So I'll turn it over to Charlotte to give us a sense of what she reads and uh, what she would recommend. (laughs) And, you know, after thinking about that,
0: uh, maybe the best way to introduce my reading habits is through the book clubs that I belong to. I belong to three book clubs, which sounds like a lot, but only one of them meets monthly. The other two meet you know, uh, they don't meet as often as that. So, but the first book club I'd like to talk about is my Jane Austen book club. I've been a member for about 14 years, and I'm gonna answer the question that everybody asks me when I tell them I'm in a Jane Austen book club, is they say, what do you read? Do you read her books over and over again? Well, we normally read maybe one to two of her books every year, but we read widely around her. So we have read uh, her uh, authors that wrote during her time period, uh, we have read histories of that period in uh, Great Britain. Um, we've read some spin-offs, so they're a little tricky because when you're a fan of one author, spin-offs sometimes just don't quite, you know, cut the mustard, so to speak. But um, to give you a flavor of what we read uh, a year ago, we read uh, the interesting narrative of the life of Aluda Iquano, which is actually a slave narrative. I would recommend it. It really gives you, a glimpse into uh, you know the life of a slave during that that period in England. Uh, we read the Jane Austen Society by Natalie um, Jens and it's uh, it, it's a, uh, a book that uh, it, it's a, a novel uh, it's set in England and it's um, it was well received by our book club and I would recommend that as well. Uh, we also read Lady Windermere's Fan by Oscar Wilde. It's a play Uh, and we read The Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan. So someone might say, well, why would you read Crazy Rich Asians? Well, because it has a marriage plot, and there's some similarities to the marriage plot in Jane Austen's writings. So uh, it gives you a little bit of an idea of the kinds of things we read in that book group. One book that we read this past month for the group, it is, I'll call it a spinoff book, it's called The Other Bennett Sister by uh, uh, Janice Hadlow. I found it to be, um, I'd say all the members of the club found it to be a very satisfying book. It's about Mary, who is the middle sister in Pride and Prejudice, uh, the one that's kind of overlooked uh, in that book. But um, the author, Janice Hadlow, takes up Mary's story and uh, I think does a real fine job with it. She incorporates a lot of um, Jane Austen's style of, of wit and social insights, uh, and if you haven't read Jane Austen, if you haven't read Pride and Prejudice, the other Bennett sister does stand alone and could be read on its own, so I would recommend it if you enjoy a good, you know, sort of romance, but also sort of a, a young woman coming to find her own place in the world who had sort of been overlooked by her own family. Uh, it, was a, it was a good read. So that's my Jane Austen book club I also belong to a uh, local book club we read contemporary fiction and the last read uh, was The Vanishing Half uh, by um, uh, Britt Bennett and I know that Erin has also read this book so I'm going to let Erin jump in here too so that uh, yes, you can get us yes sense I love uh, The Vanishing yeah.
1: Half it's <laughs> um, a great read um, for me I love you know it's historical fiction i guess i would say by a contemporary author but i loved it it really um you know it centers on a big lie so it almost incorporates some elements of suspense too you're always worried for the characters involved and the the implications of the decisions they've made
0: right i i enjoyed it as well and i agree with aaron i i found myself um Really looking for. I actually listened to it as an audiobook, and that's one thing I'd like to interject here. I do a lot of reading, but I've also uh, listened to a lot of audiobooks in my car. So, um, you know, this one was read, and I thought the the reader was excellent. Uh, but I agree with Aaron. It it was a lot of food for thought and people's choices in life, and when you start building your life on a lie, the some of the consequences that come from that, and the you know family dynamics and um, just uh, there were just a number of issues it was a good uh, book club choice there was a lot to talk about and I found it to be a very satisfying read as well again that was the vanishing half by Britt Bennett uh, my other book club that I belong to it's um, we just meet four times a year it's a group of four women and I picked up the Boston Globe one day maybe about four years ago we'll keep with the theme for here a- and the um, gentleman that was being interviewed about his writing habits said that he belonged to a book club with four people and he felt that was the right number because everybody has to read the book you can't show up. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I, I, do you, I don't know, Erin, do you belong to any
1: book groups? No, just the ones at the Wilmington Library. Yes,
0: well my local book group sometimes it's a social group and you know there's always a few that never <laughs> quite get finished with the book but when you're in a book club of four uh, you do have to you do have to read the book. So, and with that one, we go more in-depth, like we read books on World War I, um, and then we were doing books on, um, that sort of um, pertained to, um, I'd call it, earthier themes. But the, the latest book, it's a, a book of fiction, it's called The Woman in White by Wilkie Collins, uh, which was uh, written in um, the middle of the 1800s. It's considered the first sort of detective fiction. Uh, Wilkie Collins was a contemporary of Charles Dickens, just to kind of put it in context there. But it's a good read, I think, for this time of year. I'm, again, I'm listening to it. I'm about a third of the way through it. And it's kind of a fun, uh, not kind of who done it, but keeps you a little bit in suspense. Uh, the book is told from several different points of view uh, from different characters. So you learn, you get a different slant every time someone's weighing in with their their uh description of events so I, I I'm thoroughly enjoying it and Erin you had mentioned that you'd seen this on several lists lately yes
1: I keep meaning to look up if it's you know been optioned for a movie or a miniseries or something because I have it's it seems to be everywhere right now it's on a lot of our holds lists I've seen it mentioned in in book articles I I'm not quite sure what's um
0: what's brought it. it
1: back up. but <laughs> Yeah, I yeah.
0: did look. I think it was made into a TV series just a couple of years ago. So I think recently it was uh, made into a film or a, a, or a television series. But anyway, um, I'm really thoroughly enjoying that one as well. It's kind of a nice one. Again, that's The Woman in White by Wilkie Collins. Um, and then for my just personal interest, I'm reading Grant by Ron Chernow. It's by my bedside. It's about a thousand page book. And Aaron confess to me today she stays away from long books but I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> but i'm thoroughly enjoying that if you enjoy history and a good biography ron chernow can make uh, folks you know c- kind of jump off the page uh, he also wrote hamilton which i read a few years back but again it's grant bu- it's about ulysses s grant the civil war general by ron chernow so Aaron, i've done a lot of talking yes, let's hear yeah. from you
1: yeah for me you know In a lot of ways, I am Charlotte's opposite, I think, in my reading habits. I, as I confessed, do not read a lot of long books. I have enjoyed long books in the past, but I just get such anxiety while I'm reading them about all the other books I want to read. (laughs) So I just, they... You know every once in a while there's one that really propels me through, but otherwise, I, I don't even pick them up. So, <laughs> um,
0: so here we go. So, yeah. if you need a long book <laughs> recommendation, it's going to be coming from me. There yes. you
1: go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also don't really have any um devotion to an author like Charlotte has with um Jane Austen. I read a lot of debut authors, I, I don't tend to go back to the same author too many times. I, I like to read I guess really broadly, but I, I don't tend to do a deep dive into any one author or subject. Um, I love literary fiction, but I've also found myself reading more and more genre. Um, I love literary fiction that kind of dips into fantasy or sci-fi, um, especially one-offs because as I said, (laughs) um, long books or series, um, don't tend to hold my interest. Um, Recently, I've discovered um, that I really like horror books. This is a big surprise for me because as recent as, like, a few years ago, I couldn't even read, like, a Wikipedia description of a scary movie without having trouble sleeping later, like... Big
0: scaredy cat. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, Erin. I, I saw The Omen. I don't even know ma- when it came. Now I'm dating myself. But uh, probably in the 70s. And um, after that, I, w- I would not see another horror film. I, I don't read really much horror at all. Yeah. So Aaron is your, your go-to for horror.
1: <laughs> yeah, unexpectedly to me. I, I don't know what uh, switch flicked, but <laughs> something happened. And uh, now I'm a fan. So my recommendations I'm bringing to the podcast today are all sort of in that spirit, um, I will start off with a book that I think is for fellow, well, I'm a reformed scaredy cat now, but (laughs) um, you know, people who maybe love Halloween, but not all the blood and guts and jump scares that go along with horror reading. Um, So if you want a Halloween book, that's not scary, (laughs) I would recommend uh Tuesday Mooney Talks with Ghosts. It's quite the title. <laughs> it's uh Tuesday Mooney Talks with Ghosts by Kate Raculia. Um it is a really fun kind of adventure book, I guess I would call it, uh set in Boston and surrounding towns like Cambridge and Somerville. Um it's more of like a like a puzzle or a caper, I guess, than a traditional mystery. You're kind of more along for the ride than you are really able to solve the ending. (laughs) Um, I've heard it referred to as kind of a the Westing game but for adults. um, If any of our listeners have read the Westing game when they were kids they'll know what I'm talking about um, when I say that there's a eccentric billionaire who dies and leaves his fortune behind in a treasure hunt that anyone can enter to win. Uh, So the main character Tuesday Mooney She's kind of a loner. She works at desk jobs. She hates socializing, but she loves puzzles. So she joins along this ragtag group of people like her neighbor's kid and like a previous coworker and kind of a mysterious character who maybe knew the deceased to try to win this money. Um, It's a lot of fun. It is very Halloween-y. There's a lot of black cats, Ouija boards, Maybe a ghost, maybe just a figment of imagination, a lot of allusions to Edgar Allan Poe, who I hadn't realized was born in Boston. I don't think I knew that either. Yes, it's it's a turning point of one of the puzzles Mm. in the book. (laughs) Um, So that's a great read if you haven't had a recent horror renaissance like me. (laughs) (laughs) If you have the book I'm currently reading, if you can handle your horror is My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Erin, <laughs> I'm learning new things about you all yes. the time. Yes, <laughs> it is like an ode to slasher films of the <laughs> 80s. Um, the main character is this kind of uh, troubled girl, Jade, Jade Daniels. Uh, she's half Native American. She lives in Proof Rock, Idaho. And she loves 80s slasher films. She works them into every conversation. She dresses like characters from 80s slasher films. She works it into her homework assignments. Everything to her is slasher films. Everything's Halloween, Friday the 13th, Candyman, (laughs) Scream. Um, And so when dead bodies kind of start showing up in her town, she's convinced that rock has its own slasher uh, in her defense. <laughs> her hometown has, like, every horror movie hallmark uh, jam-packed in there. There's, <laughs> a, like, flooded mining town. There's an abandoned summer camp where campers died years ago. <laughs> um, there's a sheriff with a daughter who's died. So you can kind of see where she's coming from. Um, and she decides to... She needs to train a final girl. Um, If you've ever been a fan of horror movies, you'll know a final girl is kind of the last girl alive in a slasher film who manages to kill the killer. (laughs) Um, Usually a final girl is like a pure kind of goody-goody type, and Jade knows that she's not that, so she decides she needs to find and train a final girl. So... It's it's a really enjoying book. I haven't finished it yet, so I haven't gotten to the twist that's been advertised for the book, um, but really enjoying it so far. You definitely worry about her, <laughs> the main character. You know, it definitely touches on some dark issues of abuse and addiction and uh, gentrification, but she's also just really funny and lively um, and easy to root for, so... My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. I think I think you're beginning to
0: um, encourage me to read horror. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I may have to pick up one of these. <laughs> um, and then, as I said, I don't really have any personal book clubs, but I do enjoy the book clubs we have at the library. Um, so my last kind of horror pick <laughs> is our current selection for Pines and Pages, which is our library's book club that's aimed at readers in their 20s and 30s. Um, It's called Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno Garcia. Um, Unlike the protagonists in the previous two books I talked about, uh, the main character, Noemi, in Mexican Gothic is not troubled or lonely. She is a very self-assured socialite, very popular, loves fashion, loves driving her big car around in 1950s Mexico City. Um, When we first meet her, she's coming out of a costume party that she's convinced her date to wear a horse costume to because she was gonna be a jockey, but she changed her mind and wore something more flattering. (laughs) So he's in this big like awkward horse costume. She's in just like a beautiful gown. and she's been called home because her father's received a concerning letter from her cousin, who was recently married into this um, super wealthy like family of English colonists and her cousin's letter just sounds completely unhinged. She is talking about ghosts and poison and uh, visions that she's having. So her... Noemi's father wants her to go kind of investigate see what's going on get the cousin to a psychiatrist if she can Um, and so it's a very sort of eerie slowly kind of creeping gothic horror Um, maybe a dash of Lovecraft Uh, you know you get a sense something is not right something's going wrong (laughs) Um, and you kind of begin to wonder what this wealthy English family wants with her cousin, and now that she's there, what they want with her. So that's a great read that we'll be discussing on November 4th for Pints and Pages, uh, Mexican Gothic. Excellent.
0: You know, I just have to put in a plug for Jane Austen's Northanger Abbey, which is actually a little bit of a, it spoofs a little bit of the Gothic novel. So if you haven't read any Jane Austen and you're looking for something for the
1: season, try that one. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. And speaking of Halloween, some exciting library programs we have coming up that we should plug. Um, First up, we have, sorry, I have a (laughs) big list of library programs in front of me here. (laughs) Um, We have Uh, Helena Byrne, oh yes, our Irish storyteller who will be zooming in straight from Dublin on Saturday, October 23rd, 10 a.m. our time, but later in the evening her time, (laughs) um, to tell us ghosts and uh, ghost stories uh, from Ireland. She'll be telling us about all kinds of strange phenomenon, uh, you know, Irish castles that are haunted, polstergeists. all kinds of Irish ghosts and ghouls. Um, and we also have on October 28th, we have Alexander Petakov's gonna come virtually and tell us about strange sightings of Bigfoot-like creatures. Uh, across New Hampshire. Uh-huh. I think <laughs> uh, I
0: saw one this summer.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Having lived in New Hampshire, I'm not sure I've ever seen a Bigfoot, but I have seen some very hairy individuals <laughs> <laughs> up there. Uh, could account for some of these sightings, um, but he's going to let us in on his research and reporting he's done on Thursday, October 28th. Excellent. I also
0: want to mention that the library does have some other book groups as well. Uh, we have a book group called The Well-Read well Read Wednesday. It meets on the fourth Wednesday of the month. It's a morning book group. It meets at 10 in the morning. And for October, they're reading The Curious Charms of Arthur Pepper by Phaedra Patrick. Uh, and then Novel Ideas. Yes, Erin actually leads this. <laughs> I'm gonna let Erin do this
1: I one. do, yes. We're gonna be reading The Thursday Murder book, um, Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. It's supposed to be a very funny book by a British author. I will be honest and let you know that I have not yet started reading it. I'm going to read it along with the book group, but I have heard great things. That's The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osmond, um, and I think he just came out with his second book as well. So it was kind of the start of a
0: series. Right, and Novel Ideas meets on the third Thursday of the month. And it's going to be October 21st, and that's evening at 7 o'clock. And then we have a social justice book group that's sort of ongoing. Uh, They read a few chapters um, out of uh, the selected book, and the book um, they're currently reading is An Indigenous People's History of the U.S. by Roxanne Dunbar Ortiz, and that meets on the fourth Wednesday of the month. It's going to be October 27th, and that's at 7 p.m. And we have a new book group called Love and Murder, um, they'll be meeting in November, right? October. No, no, December. Uh, they'll be meeting, meeting in December. Every, every other, other month. Yes. So
1: they'll meet in October for, um, the, they'll switch between a romance and a murder mystery every right. other month. Uh, so October 7th, um. They will have met for The Hating Game by Sally Thorne, and then we don't know what the murder book will be yet in In December, December, but stay tuned. Yeah, (laughs) stay tuned. And please, you know, um, be sure to
0: visit our website and um, check out all of our programs and our book clubs and writing groups and everything else that the library offers. So, Erin, I think that we have have done our first podcast yes thank you for listening (laughs) thank you for listening and again this podcast was produced at wctv wilmington's community television station and a big thank you to them and we want to thank you all for joining and hope that you will tune in to our next one we promise we'll even be better thank you so much